0: The first rule about Fight Club is that you don't talk about Fight Club. So, we don't have a review this week. Bye! I mean, uh, talking Talkies. We're supposed to talk the talkie. Oh yeah, we're supposed to talk about the movie, not the actual club in the... Got it! Talk about the movie. Okay.
1: Uh, it's episode 12 of Talking Talkies. This week is Fight Club, which was which is the last,
0: uh, the last week of the Listener Request Week. What? What? Listener Request Week. What? What? Uh, listener Request Month, actually, we should say. Uh, yes. uh, Jason... We said week. Yeah. Jason Shin, thank you very much for the recommendation. Um, we got, we got kind of a plan coming up here, but we've actually taken in two requests between last week and next this week's show. Uh, we're gonna work those into the schedule. We're gonna talk about them at the end. When I recap what's going on here, because we almost got uh, two full months of talkies that are uh, filled here coming up, so it's going to be pretty cool. But uh, my almost name is the Chris. Whole second half of the year is is already taking It really is, yes. Yeah. So, my name is Chris. That's Dan. And we're going to talk about Fight Club.
1: Yes, yes. Or as I'd like to refer to it as, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs>
0: If ever there was an appropriate time to use that meme, it would be for this movie, <laughs> even though that movie came out, like, five years after this one. Yeah. But Boy, still. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably one of cinema's best plot twists, especially when you go back and watch it the second time, and you know the twist is coming, and you start looking at the scenes differently, it's like, man, this is it's actually... Still,
1: it's still kind of
0: hard to put together sometimes. It, it is, yeah. Um, and by the way, guys, your homework was to watch this movie before we reviewed it. Uh, if you didn't do that, lol, guess what? We're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. <laughs> so, uh, so, Dan, take us through Fight Club. Alright, so Fight Club
1: begins with Edward Norton, who we never really actually know what his name is. But yeah, his name
0: is the narrator in the credits. Yes, he's credited it, as the the naratar it's hinted that it might be jack because of ways that they refer to it but that's never officially confirmed uh but according to uh edward norton
1: himself he says that it's jack he says that for him his name was jack
0: oh yeah well so so, so it's totally legit then it's totally in canon. It's,
1: yeah well, i mean it's not in canon but it's in lucky as far canon. as he's concerned <laughs> anyway, he's just a regular guy working a regular job in a regular apartment full of
0: Ikea furniture, yes. and he can't sleep because there's something missing. He's got to have his new furniture, too. When he sees that table with the yin-yang pattern, he's got to have it. He's got to have it. So
1: he goes to the doctor, and the doctor said, get some sleep, you stupid jerk. Yeah. And he's like, "I, but I can't. Give me some medication. And he's like, no, but I'm in pain. And he's like, go talk to the guys with it. Ball cancer—that's pain. So, so he, he does.
0: So, <laughs> so he, he does. Goes. Yeah. <laughs> the testicular cancer support group, and that's where he meets Bob. And Bob has bitch. Tits Bob has bitch tits. Because he
1: had just because he had his balls removed, so he had to have hormone replacement therapies, and his, his t- body was like, "No, that's too much testosterone. Must <laughs> kick up the estrogen." <laughs> yeah, and
0: so he. Developed humongous tits. And that's played by (laughs) Meatloaf. By Meatloaf, which makes it so much funnier. Which is funny, because that's like after he had lost all the weight. (laughs) Yeah, he had to wear a fat suit with tits implanted to pull it off.
1: They made the fat suit with birdseed so it would actually move around when he did did stuff. Yeah. Uh, That's really weird. So what ends up happening is he starts going to all these support groups for people with cancers and stuff, and and parasite the blood parasites and stuff he's going to them and he's not saying anything so everyone thinks that he's like in the worst spot and he just cries his eyes out every night and he's able to sleep babies don't even sleep that good congratulations on your message thanks (laughs) Oh, anyway (laughs) uh... he goes to these things for almost an entire year right he said he's been doing it for like a year now yeah. When this woman Marla starts showing up at all of them
0: as well, including the freaking nut cancer, one. <laughs> yeah, smoking cigarettes and everything while she's there, which of course is Helena Bottom Carter playing an American, and he starts getting pissed at her because she's doing the same thing he is. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, let's split our support groups. And she's like, well, what about? I'll I'll take these three. You take these three. What about this one? We'll we'll switch every other week. It's, just, it's like the that's like the scummiest things people can do, yeah. And it's funny because he's like he's got like such a white collar job. Do they ever really reveal what he is?
1: He's like he's the guy that appraises whether or not there should be a recall,
0: right? Oh, For, that's right, that's right. Because that's what he's doing on all his business trips. He's checking yeah. out the cars.
1: At this point, we learn more about what he does. He's, you know, he hears about they hear about some kind of accident happen, so he goes and they have to. There's a formula they do. And if the end result is is uh, less money than the car is worth or whatever, they don't do it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one that decides whether or not there should be a recall for vehicles of a certain manufacturer. Which car company? A big one. <laughs> I love that answer. So then it gets into the life of a guy that has to travel all the time, and he flies all over, and how that affects his insomnia.
0: Because you know, one You're day waking up in different time zones yeah, and yeah, it's an oops. hour behind, lose an hour, gain an hour.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then one day he's flying, and next to him is Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden.
0: Tyler Durden. They have the same briefcase. Yes. Same briefcase. And you know what Tyler does? He He makes soap. makes and sells soap. Makes and
1: sells soap. And they meet and you're like, this is probably, you're probably my greatest uh, single serving friend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The single serving people, the people you meet on airplanes that you only meet them for like the three hours you're on the flight. Because yeah, because everything on a plane
1: is a single serving. Everything in hotels is a single-serving. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're
1: living this single-serving life, so the people you meet randomly on a plane or in the hotel, a hotel is a single-serving friend. Yeah, but... Rather ingenious. But when Edward Norton gets home... He realizes his apartment is on fire. Not just on Everything fire; it been, blew the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, blew up. <laughs> Everything's on the uh, on the
0: floor like the yin yang table, down. all all smoldering on the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you got
1: someone to call, and he's like, "Not really." And then he finds Marla's number,
0: calls that, but he hangs up, and he's yep. like, "I don't know why I did it, but I did he, it." He calls. They calls Tyler. And Tyler calls him back on a payphone. Because he doesn't answer the phone, he just starts 69's back. Yeah. Uh, hint, hint, hint. There's a note on the payphone that says, no incoming calls. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, boy. Uh Uh-oh. Spoilies, people! But, uh, yeah, so he goes to stay (laughs) with... He goes to stay with Tyler who basically lives in an abandoned house in the middle of all these warehouses. No one.
1: They say at one point that there no one lives within a half mile in any direction.
0: Yeah. So they. It's always I mean, like an abandoned part of town. Yeah, it's like the basement's always flooding. The it's like just like a shitty mattress. The walls are all burned and rusted and charred. And he says that the that the stair that the stair
1: stairs are like almost about to fall through.
0: <laughs> he like and then he almost falls through them as he says it. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 The bathroom is shit but uh now he starts to learn more about his new uh cohabitant roommate thing Tyler who has not just doesn't just only make soap he works uh various different odd jobs at different times uh jobs like he's like a waiter at a high end hotel or whatever yeah, uh what else a- did he
0: do He's a he's a film projectionist who incorporates uh, who incorporates a porn scene into a one twenty fourth of a yeah, second. One cell, one cell, one cell in a movie. One cell in a movie. <laughs> and he puts them in the kids' films so that you don't even know if they if they realize what they saw. And I love that scene in the theater where you hear the you hear the oh real fast, and it goes back to the happy music. It's like the mom kind of weirdly look at her kids like, "What the hell?" And then the one little girl's crying.
1: They don't even know they saw it, but they saw it, and he's a huge gaping cunt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a real thing that they used to do in old films. They would splice in popcorn and Coke to so put it subconsciously in your head, so you would go buy snacks at the snack stand. <laughs> so let's <laughs> all go to the lobby. Was a Thank friggin' you. communist play. Get me a friggin' goddamn man, brainwashing, uh, bro. But they're, they're hanging out at the bar, they're chatting, and then as they're going out to the parking lot, Tyro's like, hit me. What? Hit me. Hit me as hard as
1: you can. I've never been in a fight. Me neither. That's why it's important. Let's do this. And they just, they kick each other's ass in the parking lot. I love the thing where uh, he was just supposed to, like, you know, like the fake hit, like, just barely miss him or whatever, and because the camera can't see three dimensions, you'll just think it hit him. But David Fincher told Edward Norton to actually hit him in the ear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you better hit him for real. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then they had to cut real quick because apparently Edward Norton started laughing his ass off after he a yeah, yep. fit in the ear. <laughs> and word, it, and they said that they actually like trained. And different fighting styles, and watched a whole bunch of UFC to prepare for the fighting scenes.
0: That's awesome. That sounds like great movie research. I want well, to do that movie.
1: Apparently, the uh, the uh, the uh, makeup people also watched a lot of MMA fights so they get realistic bruising like, yeah, and leave. because they have never done realistic
0: <laughs> bruising on a human before. <laughs> like, holy
1: crap!
0: Oh yeah, ay. I'd say
1: the best makeup job was when when uh, uh Edward Norton just beats the fuck out of Jared Leto
0: in that one scene. <laughs> Good lord. But uh you know what this leads to? This leads to a fight club, yes, happening in the back of a bar. It's in the basement. In the basement, of, the basement of a bar, yeah. And uh it's and it's every guy. It's guys from every walk of life. I think he says it's like waiters, concierge people, the guy who drives the ambulance, the guy who drives the bus. It's everyone from every walk of life. They get together and then they just fight and then, they he reveals like the eight rules of Fight Club, which the first two rules are: you don't talk about Fight Club, which apparently everyone, everybody does, does and which you don't talk talks about, about later. He's like,
1: we got a lot of people here this week, so I guess you're not paying attention to the first
0: rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's all, it's all like actually pretty fair rules for a club like this, like you, when the guy actually, you know, passes out or taps out or whatever. If he says stop, he says stop out, You stop. goes limp or taps out, yeah. you stop. You stop. Um, if you're new, you have to fight. Yeah, One fight at a time. No shirts, no shoes, no belts. Yeah, one fight at a time. It's actually, for, for what it is, it's actually pretty a lot of pretty fair ruling. And in everybody's super into it.
1: Everyone feels alive for the first time in their lives. Yep. And as we eventually learn, even Bob stopped going to
0: the, to the group meetings because he's joined the club. Yeah. Because uh, this, this kind of encompasses Edward Norton's life, and then uh, Marla calls him like, so you haven't been going to your support groups. Well, how do you know? Because I'm going mm-hmm. to all of them.
1: <laughs> like we're supposed to be switch, we're supposed
0: to be sharing well I cheated yeah but she still comes over and fucks Tyler the end, like all the time yeah a lot and then it's always really weird because he's like what are you doing here and she gives him this weird look like the fuck do you mean what am I doing here you know why I'm here and then Tyler shows up and he's like
1: don't talk about me yeah so he's like, just like when I was a little kid i have to I have to be the go between between two parents who refuse to be in the same room unless they're fucking
0: <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh all right, so and the fight clubs get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they have to eventually get to a part where they have to have a different one every night, yeah every single night of the week, there's a different fight club for different people. It's crazy. I think the cool, some of the cool scenes is when it starts picking up and he starts seeing the fighters
0: and they all act differently than they did before. Yeah, and he's acknowledging them in the street, like he sees the waiter that got his ass kicked by the guy in the his male, office. The male guy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And he, uh, he keeps coming to work with all these bruises and his.
1: But that's just like a thing that the um. The writer of the book said because he got in a fight one time uh and he showed up to work the next day with all the bruises and the stuff and everyone just was like so how was your weekend no one ever asked him yeah he was like, it's because if they asked me what happened to my face they would have to actually participate in my life
0: right right which means they didn't give a shit about you yep. crazy i've worked in places like that too so i actually relate to that Fortunately, I don't work in those places anymore, but I have, and they sucked. But uh, what happens next, Dan? Uh, what happens next? Uh, we're starting we start to get to,
1: working to Project Mayhem. We're getting to uh, Louie throws him out. First of all, oh yeah, Lou, Lou shows up, and he's like, What "The fuck are you doing down here?" And he's like, "We had a, we had a thing worked out." And he's like, "Uh, I'm Lou. This is my bar. This is a Blues Bar." And so he just beats the shit out of Tyler and Tyler just like, like refuses to lift a, a finger against him for like yep. this whole fight and just laughs and he just keeps on laughing and then Lou like gets up to leave and so he t- then he tackles him down and like spits in his face <laughs> and this I guess somehow negotiates a new deal to continue doing in the fight clubs <laughs> <laughs> Yep, but uh, and then he, that's when he starts giving homework assignments. Your first homework assignment.
0: Uh, Farther
1: than you think during this week. Most people don't fight and
0: lose. The f- you're breaking up, dude. I'm losing. I'm losing you over there. So what are the ones? I should be fine. Yeah, no, nah, I, I lost you really bad right there. I don't know. <clears throat> right. So they gotta, they all have to start a fight and lose the fight. Yeah,
1: start a fight, lose right. a fight. So we get ones where the mechanic is like wetting down the, is wetting down the 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 ground at, nearby, and so he starts spraying
0: people as they walk by to see if they'll start a fight with him. He sprays the priest. And the priest actually like pushes them. And he's like, I'm sorry, and runs off. And there's a moment where the camera ble- briefly shakes because the cameraman couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Which I couldn't stop laughing either. And then there was another guy, he's like in a courtyard
1: or whatever, and he keeps on like knocking into people on purpose and knocking their stuff down. Yep. And they're all just trying, they're all doing what Tyler said, try to start a fight and lose the fight, so you know what it's like. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the, nar- the, nar- the narrator <clears throat> goes into work and goes to his boss's office, we are assuming to start the fight, because he told Tyler, who would you like to fight in real life, and he said that he
0: would like to fight his boss. Yep, and then the boss doesn't budge, he just, he just fires him and t- tells him he's psychotic, he beats himself up. So he beats himself up,
1: and it makes it look like that the boss did it when the, when the uh, security come in. And during the scene where he's beating himself up, the biggest clue of the swerve at the end of the movie is told when
0: he says, It felt like the first time I fought Tyler. Yep. <laughs> but uh, now what happens is a lot of the guys are, like, parking themselves outside the house to... ...try to dedicate themselves to these guys and be part of something bigger. And a lot of stuff's happening with Tyler, but... ...the narrator isn't exactly in on any of this. Yeah, he has no idea what's going on in quote-unquote his own house. Right. You know, there's people all over the place... ...and they start getting, you know, things start getting even more intense. They put, like, the smiley face in the building... ...after they blow up the the two rooms.
1: For the eyes, yeah. yeah. And this is called Project Mayhem. And they're doing
0: stuff like that. Yep. And now Tyler—he's kind of. Tyler's starting to lose it. You know, they're driving down the highway. And he keeps saying the first rule of Project Mayhem is we don't talk about it, just like Fight Club. And he lets go of the ask wheel. Questions? Yeah. He's driving into oncoming traffic, and it crash on purpose. Yep. Crash on purpose. And he says that was a near-life experience. <laughs> yeah, that's what was funny about
1: that. <laughs> uh, what's the other job? Oh, yeah, they all of their pranks and stuff they've been doing, uh, it's getting picked up by, like, the mayor and the and the chief of police, so they make up this whole thing where they, like, the chief in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. Uh, We're gonna cut your balls off if you don't stop the investigation.
0: Yep, they get really interested in cutting people's balls off. Yeah, there is kind of an interest in the removal of one's testicular fortitude. This could also, this is probably also a throwback to the uh, to the cancer, the testicular cancer thing, right? And uh, because almost all of them have have had theirs removed. But one of their pranks goes wrong, and Bob gets shot and killed. Oh yeah, we're headed to see now. I this is the first time I've actually seen the
1: whole movie. I have previously seen from the moment they, they bring Bob into the house, on,
0: which right, is right. quite
1: quite a part of the movie to
0: see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so the point was that what they were going to do is they were going to destroy a piece of art and a uh, and a coffee shop at the same time, was what they were going to do. So which,
0: Star- which Starbucks wouldn't allow it to be them?
1: Yes, but they were. But they are willing to have a Starbucks. Coffee in every single in every in the movie. scene of the movie. Yes, <laughs> there is Starbucks coffee somewhere in every. But ju- every just second. just not that scene,
0: guys. Just not that scene. All right, <laughs> fine. So what they do is they like blow up this like
1: globe thing, so it detaches from its base and it rolls down a hill, and crashes into a building, which crashes into the, uh, coffee shop. Well, as the group of guys are running away, Bob just gets shot in the back of the
0: head. Yep, and that's when you know he's acting like everything's gone too far.
1: And then he's like, "No, man, this is Bob. His name is Robert Paulson." And you're like, "Oh, so when you're part of Project Mayhem, you don't have a name, but when you die, you have your name again." His name was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. Everyone starts chanting it, and he's like, "God damn it! Someone's dead." I don't know why Vitzba Command showed up for that part.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now he's he, he's being greeted as Tyler, Durden. So he like in his in this panic he actually calls Marla, and Marla also thinks that he's Tyler.
1: Oh yeah. Like, he panics, he gets he finds like all these uh uh used plane tickets, so he starts going to all the towns Tyler has gone to. And he finally gets to a town where someone actually tells him that uh, aren't you Tyler Durden? And he's like, say what?
0: Yeah, what? And that's the big the big reveal that Tyler Which Durden Which is funny
1: because in the back room he's in a completely different town, and they're doing the freaking Robert Paulson chant Yeah <laughs> Like holy crap
0: But that was Tyler Durden was the man. He always wanted to be you know cocky care cocky careless popular a big leader causing all this mayhem and everything anti-material anti-corporate so he kind of creates him and this his double life and you start seeing like other scenes in the movie kind of being replayed real fast where you see the narrator instead of tyler and he starts realizing that
1: my favorite one is one like after they've had their first fight and they're drinking beers on the stoop or whatever and he, he goes, just... he goes to, 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 to do the cheers clink, and he just hits nothing and drops the beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: So this is when he uncovers the plan of Project Mayhem. Tyler's going to erase all debt by destroying all these buildings that contain credit card companies' records, but they're not actually going to kill anybody because everybody who is involved with these buildings is in on it, so they're going to everything will be empty, and when everybody starts from zero, everybody will be equal and chaos will ensue. It's Even though this is, it would not work. Of course not. That would not work.
1: So he's put it all together, so he's going to decide he's going to stop it. So
0: yeah. he oh, oh, goes know, to the police. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, he goes to the police to confess that it was him. And uh, he almost gets his balls cut off.
1: Yeah, because like the main, the main detective leaves to go and to double check some of the facts he gave. But well, all the other guys are part of Project Mayhem. And yep. they're Like, it's real ballsy, sir. You told us that if you showed up and tried to stop things, we were supposed to cut your balls off. No, no, no. Yeah, you told us you'd say that too. This is a direct order. Let me go. Uh, you said that too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he manages to get out because one of the three other cops has to leave, and then he just beats up the other two guys, takes their gun, takes off, and he's gonna go to one of the buildings and try to stop it. Tyler shows up, and he just—he starts yelling at him. He eventually diffuses the bomb, well, at least the uh, the timing mechanism, and then he just. Tyler beats the shit out of him, throws him down the stairs, drags him around, which was really cool because it was inters- interspliced with shots from like the um security room security camera so you can see him just doing it to himself. The coolest part is when he's being dragged
0: yeah, he's dragging himself on his ass
1: <laughs> like how is that even possible? That's the best <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, uh. We, we, uh, we come back in to the opening scene when he's uh, tied up in the high-rise building. They so can get a first front-row seat to the Mayhem. He's got the gun in his mouth. And, you know, when you have a gun in your mouth, you speak only in vowels. Like the first line of the movie. <laughs> and... You know, Marla, Marla's brought in by these guys. And he's the only way he knows how to stop him anymore is to... Kill pretty himself. much kill himself. Although he doesn't. He shoots through the cheek and Tyler just kind of collapses as the smoke pours out his head. And that's Let's the end it. of Tyler. Uh, meanwhile, of course, <laughs> Marla is brought in there. They all leave them alone. Except for the one oh, guy who has to go get the gauze. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's one tough motherfucker when he sees that he's they basically blood the side of his face. I also love how she's like ready to rip him a new asshole. She's like, Oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> what happened to your face? <laughs> yeah, well, she, she's a big hole in his face. And then, boom, buildings blow up. And he just. just start collapsing. And he just kind of watches with Marla. And they hold hands. Yep. And that is Fight Club. Um, really good movie. The first time you watch it, it's one of those movies where the first time you watch it, It's going to confuse you, but at the end of the movie, you're going to be like, that was really good. And then you're going to watch it a second time, and you're probably going to like it more, like I did. Because you see what's coming, and you're just like, damn, this is just a really clever, friggin' well-written movie. With plenty of twists and turns, and it, as Dan said earlier, it's the definition of, well, that escalated quickly. (laughs) Yep. Uh, um, Any cool facts, Dan? I think we interspersed them pretty well. Yeah. Um, I also When they're hitting the golf balls when they're drunk, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton really did get drunk, and they ended up beating up the catering truck. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All the cool little stuff that I noticed about the movie is all the stuff that you don't notice until you actually know the twist. Like, when Lou is beating up Tyler, if you watch the narrator, he's actually kneeling over when he gets hit in the stomach and everything. Uh, when they're hitting the cars with baseball bats, even though Tyler hits the car first, the alarm doesn't go off until Edward Norton hits it. When people are pushing past him, they'll say, excuse me, to Norton, but not to Pitt. So all those clues are there. Like, after the car crash, the narrator is actually pulled out of the driver's seat by Tyler. And what's cool is that the guy who wrote the book, uh, Chuck Palahniuk, I'm not really sure if I say that, it sounds kind of Canadian-ish, but, uh, He says he didn't even know that they were going to be the same person until he was two-thirds of the way through the book. He's like, well, shit, this would be a great way to end the story. (laughs) So, yeah, really cool stuff there. And also, um, my last little fact that i love to point out is Brad Pitt's cameo in the hotel video, where they're like, hey, he's one of the waiters. Yeah. So... When you go back and watch the movie from the beginning, you ever notice there's a couple of scenes where somebody actually does intersplice into the movie, just like he was doing, and it's Tyler Durden. In yeah. fact, there's even a split second warning at the beginning of the movie that's written by Tyler. It's all about why are you reading this, you freaking nerd. Yeah, but Do you uh, yeah.
1: everything they tell
0: you to. But uh, I give I give this movie a big thumbs up and a high recommendation. Yes, I do, too. And so uh, thank you to Jason Shin for the recommendation. And now i got to tell you guys what's going on. Talkin' Talkies for the month of April. Now, April has five episodes of Talkin' Talkies that are going to air. And uh, Dan and I are both really big baseball fans. And with Baseball Around the Corner, we decided to do some baseball movies. So uh, next week, we are going to watch Major League. That's going to be awesome. Major League. The week after that, we're going to get Super Serial and watch The Natural. But then we're going to have fun again. We're going to watch A League of Their Own the week after that. Which, okay, it's softball, but it still counts. And then we're going to get... It's
1: baseball. It's actual baseball. Yeah. And we're going to get Serial again
0: and watch Field of Dreams. I don't know about Serial, Field of Dreams. (laughs) Yeah, well, more Serial than those. (laughs) I Um, But we're not going to do five baseball movies because on April 30th, we are going to assemble The Avengers... Yes. And watch The Avengers before Age of Ultron comes out the next day. But uh, we have two listener requests that have poured in. Uh, from my buddy Chris Decker, requested Taxi Driver. And my buddy Ellis Holmes requested Rear Window. And those have been added to the schedule for May. So if you still have any requests that you guys want to hear from us, um, May, June, and July still have a bunch of open slots in them for requests for the summer but then the uh, next one is
1: in november so yeah but then yeah there, there
0: really aren't anything after that we have a, we have a bunch of full stuff up there but still put in your requests we'll add them to the list and uh we'll get to them when we have the opportunity to do so but uh until then i am chris and that is dan and i am dan and remember it's major league next week and Thanks also so remember guys major league and uh be sure to check out giantmediaballcom dot Which is like a giant ball of media, but No fleas. No fleas. Guaranteed, no fleas. damn teed. So for the third time, it's Major League next week. So That's your homework, watch Major League. It's on Netflix. Watch it, damn it. It's
1: fun times. Well thing, make your heart saying. See you next week. Bye. Peace.